Welcome to a new episode of the Creators Outlet. First time guest, Lee Giles. Now, the first thing I have to ask you, Lee, is during all those years that Buffy was on, did you get real annoyed? <laughs> you know, I really never got a lot of that, surprisingly. Well, that's that's odd. People made fun of my name all the time. Then they gave me other names because I was a ginger, so. I went from uh, Woody Woodpecker uh, to uh, what else do they call me? Do they uh, tell you like, you don't have a soul? Yeah. <laughs> um, middle school, they uh, they started calling me Brawny because I wore a lot of flannels too. <laughs> so that helped. I was the paper towel guy. That's I kind of I kind of looked like you know his son or something <laughs> and uh and now uh i don't really have any hair left it's all what what's left is all gray so uh i just kind of like have my wife shave my head i look i look better i look better bald it takes like 20 years off my age yeah they uh i've heard people say that it's better for it to turn gray than turn loose but mine's doing both so i don't know what that is i guess that's no good at all so oh. Good. <laughs> so, uh, tell us about you, like okay. how you got, how you, uh, came into the creative lifestyle, uh, where your love for comics originally started. Okay. Um, well, my name is Lee Giles, as he said, not the Giles from Buffy. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I've been drawing, uh, as long as I can remember and, you know, when I was a kid, of course, I was into, you know, Spider-Man was always my favorite and Batman, of course, and uh, started reading comics back then. And then the older I got, the more I started to draw. You know, I learned to draw from basically copying out of comic books. And um, then I got to a point where, you know, used to when I was younger, it was like, man, I want to work for Marvel one day or I want to work for DC or whatever. And I got to the point where, you know what, I want to make my own characters and and just publish those books. And that was in the nineties when that started happening. Um, and of course, back then it was a lot harder to, you know, the digital printing print, print on demand wasn't really a thing, uh, back then. So printing has always been expensive. Um, so that probably held us back a little bit, but we had created some stories and, um, that's when I actually created our flagship title is Godsend. Um, and then after years and years, uh, you know, from like 94 when I created it, I think it was uh, 2012 when we finally published the first issue. So it went through a lot of changes and uh, I finally hooked up with another writer who is a, a better writer than I am. And that made a world of difference as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just, I've always loved comics. I think it's a great medium because it's kind of like, uh, it's like people say it's like being a movie, making movies or being a director and having an unlimited budget because you can pretty much do anything you want in comics. Um, and it's not going to cost you like making a movie for sure. Oh um, yeah. None of those, none of those, uh, SAG fees or anything, you know, exactly. No, yeah. Those had to put up with those actors and all that stuff. So, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I just got to the point where, yeah, I mean, creating your own, uh, stories and your own characters just was more interesting to me than working on other people's, you know, properties. So that's kind of where we are. And we've, 
officially hit 10 years publishing uh, in January. So uh, we've published uh, six issues of God's End, which is like a supernatural hero. He's this guy that, you know, comes into possession of an ancient sword that uh, allows him to fight demons as well as the modern incarnation of the Templar Knights. And uh, we just had a Kickstarter for the collected edition of that um, a couple of months ago when it funded. And those are being printed right now. Um, we've published uh, two issues of In-Flight Service, which is like a secret agent book. Um, my wife is a flight attendant, so I came up with the idea that that would be a great cover for a secret agent. And so the story kind of was built from that. Um, the IFS. What's that? The IFS. Yes, In-Flight Service, IFS. That's it. And uh, we published three issues of Scott Wilkie's uh, The Legend of Everett Forge, which is a steampunk western, um, which is a really, really cool story. But we have it hasn't really found its legs yet, but um, we're, we're going to get it there. I don't know, sure, I don't know what the uh, – we just have to find the, the right reader for that one. But it's a really great story with great artwork and everything. Um, and then – uh, I'd always kind of, I guess everybody wants to do some sort of a horror book or a zombie book or something. And, uh, but I always kind of felt like that market was really oversaturated. And then when I came up with the idea for Red Scare and started working with Scott Wilkie, um, on that, we, he kind of put some thoughts into it and we came up with a really cool, unique story. That's, you know, our take on zombies. It has to be a little different than everybody else's, um, so, yep. So with Kickstarter for issue two is what we have going on now. Issue one funded and uh, and did really well. So we're excited to tell more of this story. Cool. And you've got another book called Dreamer. Yes, Dreamer is right now we only have a preview of that out. Uh, like in, I think it's an eight page, but that's actually being worked on right now as well. And hopefully within a few months that'll be out. And that's kind of a sci-fi uh, book. And that's being made by... That's created by Eric Dotson, who is my partner at About Time Comics. Oh, cool. And her own godsend as well. So nice. Well, I just threw uh, all the all the links up there in, in the chat for about time comics uh, webs.com so they can go right right to your website. Um, you. the link to the Kickstarter and and to follow you on Twitter because you never have enough people stalking you on the internet. That is very true. You can always use more stalkers. <laughs> you know, you know, it's nice to have people besides the government stalking you. <laughs> Watching everything that you do, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, you're the uh, you're the writer, or do you do art as well? Uh, well, I, I, I do art, uh, but I don't actually draw my own books just because I don't have time. Uh, but I'm the creator of in-flight service uh, and Godsend and also um, Red Scare. And then once uh, Scott Wilkie started working on it with me, he added so much to the story that uh, that I made him the co-creator. So, But he's uh, actually the writer. So I, I kind of come up with the story ideas. Um, the way I describe it is I can come up with a story and I can write it like in book form or novel form, but I'm terrible at writing a script. And... So when I find a good writer, like with Peter uh, McLeod, who writes Godsend, um, and Scott, uh, it's like they, they take all my puzzle pieces and put them together and make them make sense, you know. And I've been lucky that these two guys also think a lot like I do. So every 
thing that they've added to my stories. I'm like, man, why didn't I think of that? You know, that's a great <laughs> idea. It's been a, a lot of teamwork going into it, but, but yeah, I love to draw and it's just, you know, between family and work full-time job and all that. Yeah. There's no way I could draw a, a 28 page book ever. It would take me forever. <laughs> oh, the real world is such a drag. It really is. It's a <laughs> Did you have any uh, formal art training? I did not. Just self-taught. I, you know, like I said earlier, I kind of, when I was younger, I would, you know, copy out of comic books. And then as I got older, I started studying anatomy and just, and, you know, and even now it's even better because with the internet, there's so much, you know, YouTube videos and, you know, all sorts of tutorials. And you can, you can really, if you have any skill at all, you can learn a lot just from the internet yeah. having formal training. Yeah, there's, there's a YouTube video for just about everything. That is very, I have, you know, I was telling my wife the other day, I said, I had a, we had a TV that the LED lights went out and I said, well, I'm going to try to replace them. So I bought the lights and sure enough, found a, a, a YouTube video for my exact TV and replaced them and it worked. And uh, so then the same thing happened. My daughter's computer screen went out. I replaced that and it worked. I said, I asked my wife, I said, I wonder how many people just start a business and that's what they do. They go on uh, YouTube and search how to fix the. <laughs> yep. They're not trained. They just look the videos up and, and fix the stuff, you know? <laughs> well, my, uh, my, my friend's dad, uh, when, when he was alive, um, opened up his own repair shop, like in his, in his backyard for like, you know, TVs, VCRs, DVD players, CD players, stuff like that. And he was a musician all his life. So he was used to like rewiring, soldering, you know, for the speakers and, you know, diff different things like that. So, and then eventually it just came out to, it was cheaper to just buy a new unit than it was to get anything fixed. So very, very true. That's, that's kind of where we are now, you know, and uh, with, you know, even, even with the TV that I fixed, I mean, it was much cheaper to fix it. However, it probably would have been a lot e much easier just to go buy another one. I mean, everything is disposable uh, nowadays, you know, computers, TVs, everything, phones, you know. Yeah, it's just uh, the amount of trash we create as a society now. Yes. It, it's it, like, it, throw it out, buy another one. That's uh, it. I uh, can't afford know, to buy another one. I got to figure out how to fix this. Right. And that's what my dad, when he was living, he was... Uh, my dad was a mechanic and that was not his profession, but he learned when he was young to work on cars. And so his whole life, he would work on our cars and lawnmowers and whatever we had. And he was really good at it. And, uh, but you know, that's what he had said. He said, you know, we were poor growing up and he said, so we fixed things. And he said, really back then, you know, stuff was built to last and stuff was built to be able to work on It's Like now it's like, no, you just, like you said, you throw it away and you go buy another one. So. Yeah. It's too bad. Cause. Uh, one thing you can't do that with is comic books. Very true. You can buy another one, but then you have to buy another one of the one that you spilt <laughs> your your coffee on, or or any or that your kids dropped water on. Yeah, that's exactly right. Or you could do like some people buy one copy to read and one copy to put up. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh this. Oh my God. If you ever wonder why you can't get like, you know, a good silver or golden age. Uh, key book graded and back in like a reasonable amount of time. <laughs> it's because 
Marvel and DC figured out, ooh, the speculator market doesn't want anything but like first appearances in quote unquote keys. Exactly. So every other issue, they do that too, or they relaunch it and start another number one because they know the number ones are going to sell. Exactly. But not as well, which is why Mar Marvel for uh, the latest Moon Knight series made like over 50 variant covers just from oh. Marvel. Oh, wow. Not, not including all these comic shops that pay them like 10 grand a whack to have their own exclusive cover to sell. Yep. And it's it's just a little crazy. Yeah, that, that really, uh, that was one of the things that killed it with, you know, with Marvel and DC and stuff like that was when, you know, I was much younger than I am now, and but I still read them. And, uh, you know, you start seeing these, it got to the point where, you know, this like Superman, for example, you know, let's kill Superman. Well, you know, Superman is not going to stay dead. You know, it was a gimmick. And, uh, you know, let's break Batman's back and let's, you know, okay, we're going to make the spider clones and all this. And it would just, it just turned into garbage, man. It's like recycle storylines over and over and killing characters and bringing them back. And, you know, yeah. Like I knew Wolverine wasn't going to stay dead either. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, we got, uh, yeah. Magneto pulled the adamantium out of his body. He's, he's done, you know, <laughs> no, no. He was a mutant uh, beforehand. Now it just hurts more because there's no adamantium around his bones that stick out of his hands. Exactly. And they break now. <laughs> so I, I've not really read any mainstream comics in a while. I will I will occasionally buy some just uh, solely for the artwork, you know, some of the artists that I like. Uh, but, man, I read a ton of indie comics, and that's where I do my comic book shopping is at comic book conventions and, you know, on Kickstarter for the most part. So there's some really, really good stuff out there right now. Yeah, I, I buy, I grew up, uh, I was a kid in the 70s, so I grew up in the Bronze Age. And right. I loved, I loved all that stuff. And uh, so pretty much now, I'll buy from dealers online that, that I know, and I've gotten like really good deals from, there's, a, there's like four or five guys out in Arizona that right. I get good deals from, and they'll, they'll like build a box for you. They'll like... I got one guy that'll fill like an entire short box and he'll ship that entire short box to you, which is like about 300, 250, 300 bucks. Right. Um, and he'll ship it to you flat rate for like 15 bucks. No, I can't make that. And I'm like, you can just barely pick it up. It's like 40 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, and I get, I get, I get good deals. Like, but I only buy like back issues. Right. Right. Yeah. That, you know, now I back issues of the older comics from the 70s and 80s those were the best for sure yeah i mean i like i like the magazines and reading the interviews so i like i like like back issue magazine um and uh and altered ego yeah i had read i've read back issue before i don't know about altered ego altered ego has uh they'll like delve into like a, a certain book or like set of creators and it'll, it'll, it's basically interviews with creators, you know, yeah, finding finding out more about them and the and their creative process and you know their favorite characters to work on and right, you know, yeah. a, a bunch of name drops because you know most of them are, you know, well in the magazine I just got like six more of them, 
you know, <laughs> for like for like three bucks a piece. Right. Yeah. Magazines are like twelve, fifteen dollars now. I'm like, who would buy uh, a fifteen dollar magazine? Yeah, no way. <laughs> you know, I really I used to enjoy the Wizard magazine. I thought it was really cool. You know, I wish yeah. they would bring I thought I always enjoyed that. Especially when it first came out, it was really good. Yeah, I, I like I like the articles and the the stories they had in it. Uh, their pricing guide, not so much. Yeah, that was kind of yeah, I could have done without that for sure. The price guide, yeah. but yeah. Reason, uh, it's really cool to go back. I actually just recently threw all mine away because I just needed space, and they were kind of. I think I had every almost every issue, but um, it was fun to go back and look and see how they when they would. Uh, cast movies, you know. Oh yeah, they actually got any of them right. I think they got a few right, not many, but it was pretty cool. It was always fun because then we would sit around. I used to work at a comic shop. My friend owns it. Okay. And we would we would sit around, and then we would pick the cast after we read <laughs> those. Because you think oh, he's all right, but so and so will be wet, much better for this. And exactly, you know, and and like three hours later we realize it's time to lock up and we didn't get anything done all day. <laughs> I did, I did read recently that, uh, cause a, a new, a new big thing now is uh newsstand editions. Okay. You know, uh, they're, they're very sought after because there's not as many of them in good condition cause they were on spinners and supermarkets and the kids oh. would crinkle them. Gotcha. Yeah, you know about that. Yeah, the old old back issue books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess the newsstand edition of Wizard Magazine number one. Somebody got it graded from uh CGC and it sold for like sixteen hundred dollars. Wow. <laughs> that that that's just that's just like the novelty aspect of it. That very much so, yeah. You know, but I wish I had one to sell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's jump in and take a look at Red Scare. Why don't you give us the uh, the synopsis of what this story is about? Okay. Uh, Red Scare is set in the near future. Uh in a world where uh, Russia has invaded the United States and they actually won the war. And one of the ways they won was that their soldiers were infected to come back as living dead or zombies after they died. So um, that kind of added a whole new uh, problem for the, for the troops, needless to say. Uh, so now it's, uh, it was a good idea for Russia at the time, but now it's kind of, working against everybody so even though russia has won the war uh the zombies are still a thing they have to deal with and so the united states is now divided into districts and it's basically like you know being in prison you have some freedoms but uh but your the russian mil military still runs everything so our story is about a russian soldier named anatoly severov who uh, is a traitor and at the beginning of issue one we see him escaping from the gulag and making his escape and then on the opposite side we see a girl named Nadia and she is escaping from the district that she's in um, with the help of a 
of a guy named Nate who's a runner for the Russians. He basically gets to go out, has some freedoms, and he takes a truck out and basically gathers supplies, and he'll pick up special things for the, the soldiers. So they give him a little bit of uh, extra privileges and stuff. So she strikes up a deal with, uh, with Nate to sneak her out. And so at the end of issue one, they run into Anatoly, and that's how they meet up and become a group. So everything you just said is freaking me out a little bit with everything that's going on in the real world right now. Oh, I'm well, like, man, this book might be a little too close to home, Lee. Oh, you know, that's what, uh, and, and I actually came up with the idea, you know, back when all this Russia, Russia talk first started way back, you know, uh, a few years ago. And, uh, I guess about four years ago, whenever it was, and when I came up with the original idea, and I thought, well, that's that's good. You know, our country is so divided right now, and we've got, you know, our troops are scattered all over the globe, so it would be a perfect time for somebody to invade, so we'll just make it Russia, you know, since everybody's talking about Russia right now. So that's kind of where that part of the idea came from. So, And every time I hear a story involving Russia like this, I just want to <laughs> yell Wolverines. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But, um, you know, so so in issue two, we're, we're going to start out with, you know, where they meet up, uh, the group meets up, and uh, Anatoly is, is trying to find his way back to his family, who is also in the United States. And, um, and we'll find out a lot more about them. Um, and we'll meet some other new characters in issue two as well. But the story really takes off in this issue because the first issue was about you know, pretty much about Anatoly escaping and then about Nadia escaping and then the groups uh, meeting up together. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm excited. It's a, it's a cool story and, and Scott has really done a great job with the script and the artwork is uh, uh, Flavio Giron and he's, he's just awesome. He does such a good job. Oh Perfect. yeah. I follow him. His art is amazing. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, we've got, yeah, Scott's writing it. We've got Flavio on the art um, and Dave Lentz. He letters pretty much everything. And he's he's doing a wonderful job uh, lettering uh, Red Scare as well. So uh, we'll say hello to Hex Allen. Drop it in. And uh, you got another backer up to 101 now. Yes, I just saw that pop up a few minutes ago. It was awesome. We finally broke the 100 mark. So that's good. On our way to 200 now. Yeah, you break the 100 mark, and you're like, okay, on the way to 1,000. Ah, man, I wish. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think with issue one, I think we had 164, or was it 180? Anyway, oh, nice. 100, I'm like, man, I wish we could make it to 200 on issue two, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Wow. All right, let's take a, let's take a look at your trailer. We would learn from the invasion and the outbreak that freedom wasn't the only thing that we could lose. Prison, however, taught me that there was worse fates than death. Anatoly Severov, I brought you your favorite, 
just how you like it. Traitorous swine. And now I will teach them all that there is nothing worse than me. That is a hell of a trailer. Yes, that is that was uh, put together by I guess you saw at the end uh, Prevalent Mind Studios, and they did a really fantastic job with that. And actually, that is the same trailer that we used for issue one because with uh, issue two, there's some stuff going on that won't be revealed really until the end of the book, and we didn't really have a lot to to make a new trailer with, so we decided to to, to recycle the that and still give everybody a pretty general idea of what the story's about and. Um, you know, you kind of get the gist of that Anatoly's trying to, to get out of there to get to his family. So, but yeah, I was, I was really impressed with the, with the job they did on the trailer. Heck says it looks scary. <laughs> scary. Good. <laughs> yeah. It, it looks awesome. And that trailer is just, I'm going to have to close the page out and it just isn't responding. Uh Oh, yeah, I hate it when that happens. Yes, me too. But yeah, uh, if anybody goes on there, we also have a six-page, uh, six or seven-page preview of uh, the second issue, pages from the second issue on there. Um, we have some really cool rewards, I think. Um, you know, obviously the books, and we have seven covers. It was going to be six, and um, Flavio did the the cover with. Anatoly and the gas mask and all the, and the zombie hands reaching up and all that, man, we've got to make that into a cover because he actually just did that as some promo art, but it was so good. We had to make a cover out of it. So uh, we've got some really cool covers to choose from, or you can get all the covers if you want. <clears throat> yeah. I've, I've, I've seen like some of his work on like other books and he, he was, he did, he did some art for uh, another creator. Uh, Yet again, zombie stuff. Right. But it was uh, it was like Nazi zombies. Oh wow! So it gave you something to like really cheer for because anytime exactly. somebody's killing Nazis, it's like <laughs> yeah, Nazi and a zombie. I mean, yeah, it doesn't get much worse than that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a pretty good day when you're doing when you get to do both. <laughs> Let's see. Get this but, back. We still have two. Uh, two opportunities to be drawn into um, into this issue. Then we have a scientist and a you can actually be killed by one of the new character that we're introducing who is called Baba Yaga. And she is a female mercenary who is, well, we'll find out at the end of the first day of the second issue, but uh, yeah, she's going to be problems for the, for the group. some of the art there's there's lots of blood splatter i kind of <laughs> like it 
Yeah, it's hard to avoid it sometimes. This this reminds me of something that you would have read back in the eighties as a as a story in like Heavy Metal magazine. Oh, cool! I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. That's uh, that's awesome. Because Heavy Metal back in the eighties was good. It really was, yes. Opposed to Heavy Metal now. <laughs> I haven't looked at a Heavy Metal magazine in a long time. Uh. I bought one a few weeks ago, but it was from November of 82. So uh, well, it was still good then. <laughs> oh, it was. They were like, uh, there were like two or three stories in there. Uh, a music article that cracked me up, uh, <laughs> just titled Bootsy Collins, coolest, coolest man alive. Uh, um, there was an interview with uh, Michael Moorcock okay. of Elric, and uh, that that interview was titled uh, Moorcock, Les Bull. <laughs> I'm like, see, they were funny and clever back, exactly. back, back when we were kids. I used to be able to think of stuff like that, too. Now, nothing. Yeah, that's uh, on the screen there. That's one of Flavio's covers, obviously. Uh, you can see his the artwork matches uh, matches the interiors there. But yeah, that's that's another thing that I don't like about modern comics is they get like all these really good cover artists, but all they can do is covers. They can't do interior art. They can't yeah. you know they can't do sequentials. Um, right. And I'm like. The person who does the, the artist that does the interiors should also get paid to do a cover. There I should agree. be one where everything, you know, where you can get everything matching. I know you want the fancy fancy cover because you wanna you wanna put it in a plastic tomb and sell it for a million dollars on eBay, but exactly. I don't care about that. I am a the, sucker. I'm a I'm a sucker for alternate covers, but I do think that if you have a really fantastic cover no matter who the artist is that the inside artwork should at least be on the same level. Yeah. It really grinds my gears when I get a, a comic with a nice cover and you open it up and it looks like a third grader, you know, did the artwork on the inside. So. Yeah. Like, uh, like I like Keith, Keith Giffen. Right. There was a period, um, back in the nineties where all I can think of is that, he must have been beefing with DC like a family feud because he did the laziest, sloppiest crap I've ever seen in my life. Yep. And he did it. He was doing it on like Creeper and Firestorm and the the DC Comics Presents line. I'm like, right. This is terrible. I could do this. But they won't pay me. Yeah, it does make you wonder sometimes. I've seen that before too with some, you know, artists that are normally good, and and then all of a sudden they uh, they start getting worse, and you wonder if it's like some sort of a, a feud going on, or they're mad because they're locked into a contract or something. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. And this is a uh, Tara White's cover. Yes, uh, I, I absolutely love that cover. That's one of my. I think that might be my favorite, actually, off the off of the as far as the covers go. Uh, he did a really great job. 
This is this is uh, Tara White uh, with colors by uh, Brian Nay. Magne. Magne. Oh, I forgot the G. <laughs> it's terrible. I like this. Yeah, that one turned out really great. I, I can't I, imagine why. But. I know. <laughs> I've wanted to work with with uh, Christian Zanier for a long time. I've been admiring his work. Um, I, we normally don't do anything that's like really like sexy like, but um, that's just what he does. And I told him, I said, okay, you can't, you know, you can't go like you do on some of your covers because we try to keep it PG thirteen. And he said, well, I usually go do my art by, you know, so that it fits the story. So, yeah, so I was pleased with that. It's sexier than what we normally do, but it turned out really, really good. All the, I love all the details and everything. Oh, yeah. Not just in the background, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, Jeffrey Gwynn uh, did a fantastic job on that one. A nice camera angle. Yeah, I like this one. And that was the way he did the camera angle is like we talked about putting the logo at the bottom or either just a smaller version at the top. And I said, why don't we just make this one the Virgin cover with no logo because I don't want to cover any of his artwork up, you know. So that's how that one ended up being the Virgin cover. Clean up in Clarence Isle. Clean up in Clarence Isle. <laughs> that, that just came out so good, like the sniper angle. Yes. And J.C. Grimes' black and white cover. Yeah. This is awesome. And that was the other thing that we did with issue one that went over really good was having a black and white issue because we originally, uh, for the issue one, Kickstarter failed um, because I, I think because I just did it in only in black and white. Uh, so when I relaunched it, I offered a black and white version and a color version. And we really, we, we moved a lot of the black and white, surprisingly, which I, I thought because of Flavio's artwork that the black and white looked really good for a, this type of book, you know. Um, but then once Flavio's colors on his artwork, it really works well too. It likes the perfect match. So. Yeah. There's uh certain like horror genre books look best in black and white. Right, because it takes you back to the to the older horror movies. Right, um, and these have been been becoming the black and white uh, line art versions have been becoming uh, more and more popular with with fans. I've seen um, I've seen campaigns that the book is like drop dead gorgeous, amazing art, popping colors, and when they launch uh, the stream, they launch on there's like a ton of people in the, in the chat. Cause it's like a, another creator. So they've got right. a big, they've got like a built-in following. So they'll get right. like, you know, four or 500 people in, in the chat and they're all ba 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 ba. <laughs> and it'd be like, are you going to do a black and white version? I really like a black and white version just so I can appreciate the art more before the colors hit the page. Right. And, you know, and, I don't know if you've, seen the, if you've seen the black and white versions that, that DC put out of uh, of some of their books. I, I have gotten most of those because I absolutely love, like, Jim Lee's artwork in black and white is really cool. So Yeah. 
I actually have uh, a Jim Lee like Batman head sketch. Uh, oh, cool. Signed by him because way back uh, before they released the uh, the Hush figures, they put out a special edition three figure like flat box case. Um, I think I remember that. One one was the mold. Uh, one was the one that they 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 sh- shot some color onto. Um, like in the in the in the next step, right? And the and the third one was like the full blown but variant with like better detail on it. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, that was cool. The price wasn't cool. No, no, no. <laughs> it was like three hundred and fifty dollars, <laughs> but I've got like a double Jim Lee autograph in there. One on the actual plate that he drew Batman on, and then then there's like a, a tip in plate. For the uh for the actual figures that he right. signed as well and i'm like yep i won't be waiting in line to pay him a couple of hundred dollars for his autograph now yeah no doubt i've got a bunch of the black and whites like the uh like the marvel essentials yeah and, and the dc showcases like those big like 500 page books mm-hmm. where they put like all the older stuff in but just just the just the pencils and inks. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That stuff. I even like the old, uh, the Conan magazines from mm-hmm. the seven. Those were awesome, man. They were all black and white, you know? So. Yeah. I just got, uh, I just got the Savage Sword of Conan, uh, number two magazine. I just got it in the other day. It was, uh, I think I paid, like, I only paid like six bucks for it. Yeah. They're not, yeah. They're still not expensive at all. Yeah. There was like, uh, like a newsstand marking at the top from, you know, whatever spinner rack it was on. Right. Um, but that was it. And I'm like, it looks great. And I don't have this one. So I'm happy. Yeah. And most of those had, had John uh, Bushima artwork too. So, I mean, you can't go wrong. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Neil Adams did some, and then they took him back off it because uh, he couldn't, he couldn't keep up with the, uh, he couldn't keep up with the uh, deadlines on it. Yeah, yeah. They actually did a couple of reprints because he was taking so long to do like one <laughs> particular issue. Go, well, he was probably doing five books that month. But yeah, exactly. that's probably what it was. He was working on Batman and Conan. Yeah, I mean, not everybody is is uh, Jack Kirby. So yeah. This- so this is uh, in light. Rocks box. It's like a it's like a little light lights up in the back. Yes, it does. I've actually I don't know if you'll be able to see it. I've got one right here, as a matter of fact. And uh and yeah, it, it lights up and uh oh nice. And uh the wrong way. Yeah, it lights up and it's got little hangers on the back, it's battery operated, so you can hang it on your wall, you can sit on the desk or a flat surface. It's really cool. Uh, yeah, I had I had gotten one sent to me as a as a promo. Um from uh, from Valiant, I got a Bloodshot one. Oh, cool! Mailed out to me because I used to write for uh, I used to do reviews and, and PR and stuff for uh, Outright Geekery. Okay. A few years ago, that's when I started doing, you know, all the shows that I'm doing now, and uh, and about to add another one. Oh wow! Cool. 
my girlfriend will be thrilled. They're keeping you busy. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a candle? No, there's actually a tumbler. Oh. You can put your coffee in your Red Scare. It did, that did, that did, it did that to me when I pressed on it like the first time, too. Oh, it did. oh, yeah. Yeah, when I press play, it like jumps. Yeah, you know, somebody, uh, Scott Wilkie, the writer, he actually thought that was a candle when I first showed it to him. I said, no, man, it's a tumbler. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was too, because uh, <clears throat> one of my many uh, freelance illustrator friends, uh, actually buys like the tall candles that look kind of like this right and, and he does glass art on the outside of them oh that's cool you know for for stuff that sells well for him like you know he's he's pretty popular for like walking dead stuff and okay um you know some of the dark superheroes you know so of course deadpool venom harley yeah. and you know yeah. A, I just had met a, a local uh, woman, actually, that makes those, and I got her to make that. I thought, well, that'd be something different. I've never seen anybody have a tumbler on there before. So, And this is the Baba Yaga print by Vic Medina. Yes. Yeah, Vic is another amazing artist that I hope to work with more in the future. <laughs> so uh, that black and white cover we saw earlier, this is Baba Yaga? And that was Baba Yaga, right? Yes, yes. And she's the female mercenary that, that's going to give Anatoly and the crew some issues. I was putting it together. I go, well, they, they can't be two women with like these these double blade sheath things no. on, on yeah. gauntlets on her arms. That is her, yeah. <laughs> And then God Send Volume One. Yes, that's uh, offering that as an add-on. Um, the print and digital of that is 180 pages, uh, six issues, the complete store uh, origin story arc for God Send. So yeah. Oh, nice. And then issue one of Red Scare is an add-on. Yes. Because you always have to have those catch-up tears. Exactly. Yeah, you never know who might have missed out on the first one. So, so we got some stretch goals here, uh, three thousand, uh, which you've hit. Uh, right. So you've unlocked the uh, Red Scare logo sticker, and at four thousand, the Vic Medina, Baba Yaga mini print. Yes. And then after that, it's just mysteries. Exactly. We'll have to see if we if we make it that far, we'll come up with something really cool. So, if we get there, exactly, we'll 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 do something for you. Right. We'll make it worth their while. Oh yeah. So you can pledge uh, ten dollars or more for uh, Red Scare Two uh, digital PDF. <clears throat> I call those the Australian variants because you know. <laughs> Yeah, we, we do a lot of uh, PDFs, and we did for issue one, and uh, and also with Godsend. And yeah, you're right. A lot of those are people overseas who don't want to pay, you know, twenty or twenty five dollars for shipping for a single book, if if not more. Yeah, but surprisingly, we had several um, 
for issue one that were overseas. I forgot the exact number, but it was way more than I thought it would be. But, uh, but yeah, it was around, it was around $25, uh, to ship it just about anywhere overseas roundabouts. Nice. So the, uh, <clears throat> the Flavio cover, uh, for number two is $15. The, uh, Corey, Corey's cover is 15. Jeffrey Virgin cover is 15. Uh, the JC Grand cover, black and white, is 15. I'm, I'm beginning to see a pattern. Yes. Um, you can get the catch-up digital tier, so you can read uh, Red Scare 1 and 2 for $15. That's a good deal. Yeah. Uh, the Terra White cover, $15. Yes, at $15, yep. $15, 15 $15. <laughs> like, oh, I know, everybody's streaming right now. Stop telling me. I, I know their <laughs> schedules. Uh, the ketchup, uh, the physical ketchup, uh, $25 for both issues. Yeah, we'll try to give them a little price break if they do that, if they're trying if they want the physical issue of one and two, so and but also, you also get the digital rewards when you buy anything physical, right? Right, yes, yes. And also this is a thirty six page book. This isn't a twenty eight page where uh I've I've moved into the into the the point in my comic career where I think you need more pages. <laughs> Because we don't put issues out monthly, obviously, you know. So yeah. I think if we can do a 36-page book, it gives gives the readers a little bit more. Um, Need a little bit of extra meat in your sandwich, you know? Exactly, yes. So so that's kind of what I'm – we decided to do this with Red Scare and then probably moving on with our other books, we're going to try to do the same thing. So, And is, is that 36 story pages, right? It's 32, uh, I think it's 32 story pages. And then you got the, we'll say it's a, like a 28 page usually has, you know, 22 pages of story, um, of story in it. But this one actually has 32 pages. So, and then you just have your inside covers and front and back covers, the other page, considered pages, you know, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Red Scare 2 plus a sketch card for $30. Now that's a deal. Yeah. Uh, I, I was really surprised because uh, like a few years be before the pandemic. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, that, you know, I, I, saw, I saw a couple of artists selling like sketch cards, like trading card size sketch cards. And I was like, oh, how much of these? Yeah, those are 50. Oh, wow. Yeah. 50, really? But they're so small. That's why they're 50. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I have to be more precise. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, they had a, there was a lot of, a real lot of detail in the cards that, that uh, she had done. But uh, 
I didn't have fifty dollars to spend on a on a trading yeah. card. Yeah, it's hard for me to. I mean, I, if it's just a pencil drawing, I don't mind. I'm not going to charge a lot for that on a sketch card. If they're if they're supporting the, you know, my book on Kickstarter, then I'm not going to charge them an arm and a leg. If you know, I'll get on the book and a sketch card for a decent price. You know. And then for uh, $50 or more, you get uh, the new issue uh, plus the Rocks Box Light. Yes. Which, they just look cool. Yeah, they really do. I think we, I think we did two of those, maybe two on the first. Uh, so not a lot, but still, you know, a couple of those oh, on the campaign. For 50, you can also get uh, Red Scare 2 and the Red Scare Tumblr, who most of us thought it was a candle <laughs> it's not you can fill it with coffee and go to work even uh, our coffee yeah eighty dollars you get the cover collection for issue two Let's, what do we have for total covers five seven now we did well and wow. uh i had six originally and then it ended up being uh, turned into seven so yeah, that's a lot of covers. Seven covers for $80. Not too shabby. Uh, 150 you can be drawn in as a scientist in Red Scare 2. That's a one-of-one one tier. So once somebody bids that, uh, it's gone. Yep. Or for 200 you can be killed by the lovely but deadly Baba Yaga. Yes. <laughs> and this is indie comics, folks. Once you get <laughs> killed, you're dead. Yeah, you're not going to be in the next issue. You don't. You don't get to come back. You'll be a well. You might be a different character, and you won't be the same character. I promise. Nope. Uh, for three hundred dollars, you can get an original cover art by. Uh, Christian Zanier. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he's, I think, actually the only one we have left. Uh, Jeffrey Gwynn's and uh, Corey Hampshire's already gone, so. Surprisingly, I figured that Christian's would be the first one to go, but. Yeah, these are all sold out. Sorry, folks, those are all sold out. <laughs> Come on, terrible Comcast internet. There we go. <laughs> I mean, the book looks great. Um, I think. Like I said earlier, might be a little too close to home for some people. <laughs> but if we start seeing zombies, then we're going to know something's up then for real. Yeah. Maybe that's what all those train derailments are for. Oh, yeah. I see it. They're infecting the spreading the infection yeah this is very cool when are you looking at uh fulfillment for this uh i said april um that's what i put for the for the fulfillment date so i'm hoping uh the book is over halfway finished um and this is like the other books other kickstarters that i've done the book was completely finished so it was a little bit easier to get it out faster, uh, but but uh, Flavio works pretty fast, and he's uh, over halfway done with this. So 
um, another two weeks for the campaign. And then hopefully, you know, by April, everybody will have their books in hand. Oh, nice. Uh, Hex Allen Comics says, that's the hottest Baba Yaga I ever seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Baba Yaga is supposed to be like a scary witch woman. So, but she does have this gas mask, which we haven't shown that that'll be in the book. That looks kind of like, that looks more scary than her face does. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. She doesn't look like a scary witch necessarily. <laughs> But yeah, and the zombies, I didn't mention this, but you find out in issue one that the zombies, the Russians, when they infected their soldiers, they also had them undergo all this this surgery to have their skulls and their, their necks plated in, in this metal. So, you know, everybody's go-to for the kill a zombie is to shoot it in the head or, or cut its head off. So they just made it a little more difficult than a, than a regular zombie. It's always making everything difficult. Man, I'm telling you. Well, I'm glad you got a got a backer while we were talking. Hopefully, exactly. over the next over the next 14 days, uh, you should get a lot more. Because, well, I certainly hope so. <laughs> oh yeah. Usually, the last, the first and last week, as you know, are usually always the best. Right. Yeah, it stresses you out the whole rest of the time between those times, you know, but. But yeah, those are awesome. First and last week, as long as you're funded, are pretty are pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the those are the times that you get a smile on your face. Exactly. The rest of the time, you're constantly going on your app and looking to see did I get any today, you know, or did anybody drop their pledge? That's the worst. Yeah, you like the fine the final forty eight hours. You're like on your app, like you know, every five or ten minutes. Did I get yeah. another one? Did I get another? Please. Ooh, five more. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Even one more. Hey, it's just $10, but I'll take it, you know. Hey, whatever. You know take what you can get, right? That's right. Yeah, I'm not going to complain. Anybody uh, is uh, willing to to put their hard-earned money to back something I've created, they're going to get they're going to get something good good for it and I really appreciate it, you know. Very nice. I love the look of the book. Um Thank and you. that's not all that Lee has. They've, they've got this whole publishing company. It's been going on 10 years, and they've got multiple titles. They're doing it right. Hey, we're, we're small, but we are uh, but we put out good books. So Quality over quantity, I always say. A motto, yes, exactly. So, Lee, I wanna, it was very nice meeting you. It um, was very nice. Thank you so much for coming on, uh, talking about the book. We'll be sharing this, and uh, this episode will be uploaded to uh, my podcast platform. It will be available to listen to anywhere you can download a podcast uh, awesome. as of tomorrow. Sounds good. So uh, thanks for coming out. Everybody, uh, follow follow Lee on Twitter. Everything is right there in the uh, in the chat. Um, and in the description, either up above or down below, depending on where you're watching us, or if you're listening to us, you just expand the see more button at, at the bottom of all those words. And you'll find Lee's Twitter handle, the uh, website handle, the, the, the website handle, the website <laughs> address, 
and the link for the Kickstarter campaign. Go check it out for yourselves. Uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, coming out and hanging out with us tonight and everybody that watches this after the fact and uh, and listens to it on podcast because uh, we've been getting about 100 or so listeners a month oh, for all, all the different episodes. So cool. we're, we're growing in the... We're growing over there, and we get a, we get a lot of uh, watchers over on Twitter and on on YouTube, and people like watch it after the fact, right? You know, got a, got a lot of other podcasters that are subscribed to my channel that actually like the like the stuff that we're doing, and they come and check it out afterwards. Yeah, that mean that means a lot too. Well, I really appreciate you having me on. It's been it's been fun talking about comics and. Talking about my comics, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Lee. Uh, congratulations on funding the book. Hopefully, it'll go a lot further, and uh, we'll keep an eye on it, and uh, we'll keep sharing out the links for you. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night, and uh, go read a comic book.